0: And welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about spray-painted sets, the medically mandated two ultrasound photos, and the best prop of all. And I'm going to hold this up for Abby. It's a visual thing, but she will mention it afterward. The Pop-Tarts! pop Pop-tart. I've literally got a Pop-Tart in my hand. Although, actually, it's Annie's organic version because... I had to compromise somewhere because I just looked at the pictures of the Pop-Tarts and I'm like, I can't,
1: I just can't. And those are the good pictures. The pictures on the front are yeah. what they're supposed to look ideally. The Pop-Tarts that you actually get are just, uh, usually you're not supposed to look at them too much. Cause no. a lot of times I always get the one, I used to always get the ones where it just seemed like the sprayer was off for the frosting and it was just like, <laughs> here's half of it. <laughs> Oh my
0: gosh, yeah. When I I get the maple brown sugar ones, and like only half of it would have frosting on it, and the 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 crustiness, I I I have an aversion to eating the crust of bread. I mm. don't like the, the 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 texture, especially like the bottom half. Okay, I wonder if it's because of pop tarts, because the crusty ends on the pop tarts are so mm. hard and so unpleasant. You don't, and and it doesn't even have any frosting. What's the point?
1: Well, yeah, because there's like the one the one edge is always the thicker edge because mm-hmm. it's got the part where it got folded over and it smushed. And so I used to always break that part off. I'm like, no, <laughs> I only want sugar. Thank you.
0: <laughs> well, everyone, uh, I am Beth Elderkin. I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you
1: doing? I'm doing amazing. It is like 20 degrees here. So oh I'm God. inside and in a hoodie and I'm still cold somehow. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in
0: the 40s here, but um, I've moved my uh, my recording location to the dining table in my house because uh, my office downstairs is freezing cold right now, Ooh. and it feels like a garage. And I'm like, I, I can't
1: record in a garage. You gotta get the... You gotta get, really get the... Um... That writer's life going where you got your fingerless gloves where you're just like there's no heat Um, but I'm still going to be typing away yes I'll be like you and McGregor and Moulin Rouge the greatest
0: thing you'll ever learn (laughs) sad in my little sad empty room typing away as my body freezes to death well everybody we are talking about season 6 episode 6 dark waters and this is I'm just going to come out and say it like I remember watching this one uh in preparation for when we were taping uh, be- when we were taping before before the strike happened mm-hmm. and I had mixed feelings about it when I watched it then. I liked it so much more now and I don't know why. Like I don't know what about my opinion changed. I I
1: I just thought this was a great episode. <laughs> I also oddly had a very similar experience. Like I think I was pretty like, heh, lukewarm about it uh, before, but I was watching it this time, and I was like, you know, sitting in my kitchen, cooking, watching this, going, I'm having a great time. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just the right amount of silly, mm-hmm. um, with a very, I don't know. It had a very um, comforting feel. Like it's just like you know what's going to happen. I think maybe that's what we were responding to, too, where it was just, like, the stakes seem a little bit lower. Like, they're not as pushed because we've watched this very recently together. Well, not very, but somewhat recently. So, it's a, oh, I know this. It's a comforting watch. It's okay. I'm not as not looking at it as critically, I don't think, either this time. And, I don't know. I had a good time. I caught some stuff that I didn't catch the first time, I think, or the first or the second time. So, I had a good time. And I think we're going to have a really good time talking about it this time. I do. And I
0: I think the biggest difference for me this time is one of the issues I've had with later later series Once Upon a Time episodes is the past stuff either doesn't relate to the present or it's so ham-fisted and tied in that it doesn't make any narrative sense for us to be exploring that past but in this situation, I, I kind of took a step back and I I looked at it in the bigger picture of in the present, Hook is confronted with the Nautilus being helmed by Liam and he has Henry with him and he gets kidnapped and he's probably thinking he's going to die. And then he's like, oh, shit, this is the reason why. Let's look back at the reason why. Um, and I felt like that was it made a lot more sense and it made it more emotionally resonant to me where I really looked at this episode more through Hook's point of view Mm -hmm. and it didn't excuse Liam's acting. Nothing can save that. Oh, (laughs) the poor, the poor young
1: man. And a wig, like a weird, I don't know. I I don't know what was happening with the hair piece situation. Um, Yeah. And I, I'll I'll jump off what you were saying, too, is that, like, it's better when the past is, like, hey, this is what happened, and this is what we're answering for, as opposed to a lot of the times when it was, like, hey, you know the lesson that they're learning right now? Fun story. They learned it a while ago, too. <laughs> I never liked that one, where it's just, like, look, it's yeah. the same story, but they're in different
0: clothes. Yay! Because all it does is show that they didn't actually learn anything because they're making the same problem again. But in this situation, you see Hook has learned something. He comes into this with a with an enlightened perspective from the get go because of what happened in the past. Let's go ahead and we're going to start in the present in Storybrooke. We're going to start with a daring rescue mission. (laughs) Quote, unquote. (laughs) Regina shows up just to talk
1: smack at the Evil Queen and distract her with heroes being heroes. Yeah, Regina's just like, hey, you appear for me. And she's like, then Evil Queen is roasting her for being bad at making an entrance. She's like, excuse me, I always had the flair. I don't know. I think it was this outfit that I was just very confused by. I didn't, was it this one? One of Regina's outfits this episode didn't hit quite right for me, but whatever. The whole time, Regina's whole thing was to keep the queen distracted while they go in to save Jiminy.
0: Yes. Or oh, Hopper, rather. Yeah, like, just to kind of open the cage and let him escape. And they accomplish this very easily. Also, thanks to the fact that Zelina's an idiot and just goes outside as well, leaving the baby alone in the oh, house. Zelina, come on. And... There's this really weird moment where where mission accomplished. You know the the banners hanging Yay. above above on the on the flight carrier. That's a that's an Iraq War reference. Like uh, for our <laughs> younger listeners, trust me, we have the same opinions about it too. Um, and uh, and they they su- succeed. Hopper's getting away, and then there's this moment where it cuts to Snow and Charming looking down at the child, at the baby, and for a
1: hot second, I'm like. Are they going to take that baby? (laughs) It was weird, right? No, they intentionally made it weird. And then Zelina came in and they're like, we weren't going to hurt or take the baby. And I was, did they cut them off before they went, we don't do that anymore. (laughs) It was such a weird, dramatic back and forth with a baby for no reason. I don't think we needed the tension of, are they going to steal that baby? I think we were fine without it. Yeah,
0: I mean, I didn't even remember the last time they did it. But yes, this would have been a
1: repeat offense for the Charmings. (laughs) We have learned our lessons. We have a kid now. We understand how troubling this could be. Now, we didn't have empathy before. We found it. I think. Um, but yeah, the whole first opening scene is for them to save Hopper
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they kind of have a conversation and then just sort of zip out. And she's like, talk. How about that for an entrance? And then leaves.
0: Yeah. And, mm, okay. and I- Hopper just stays a cricket and we never see him in the rest of the episode. So presumably yeah. no one changed him back.
1: I will say I do enjoy Regina not being able to be sassy enough back to the evil queen because she's just um like not that i'm not saying this derogatory but like she's she's suddenly just regina mom (laughs) and like i feel like it'd be like if i was trying to talk to like my 20 year old self she like what are you doing why are you the way that you are like you don't understand interest rates have never been higher just like very stressful i've got a lot of things i gotta take oh my god shut up this actually brings up
0: just back to the hopper cricket thing This is a question I have for you, okay? Because in in the first season, with Hopper's origin story uh, as Geppetto, uh, not sorry, he was not Geppetto; he was the cricket. He wanted to be the cricket, like that was his request to the blue fairy. He asked for that. Do you think if he had the choice, he'd want to be a cricket again? Or do you think he's happy being Hopper and being human? So
1: the question, if he's still having a human brain inside of his, inside of the cricket, I think if after 20, 30 years of being a person with a dog to walk, I feel like it'd be hard to go back. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and especially because the whole cricket thing was also in response to severe trauma because he had Correct. he had doomed this couple to become uh, wooden like puppet slave, shrunken doll creatures
1: for sure. And you know what? Maybe that was his that was his penance. He was a cricket. Mm. He was he was a human brain existing inside of a cricket, knowing the turmoils and the fragility of his own life. Because like crickets, not very sturdy. Um, no. They're not going to stand up to a lot. Um, which is very noble, oh, you know, noble to be in such a delicate frame. Not that our human meatbag bodies are super sturdy. But, like, I feel like you're not going to be able to go back after so long of the the joys of being a person in modern society. Mm-hmm. I think maybe if he was a person in Enchanted Forest, the idea of being able to, like be a cricket in the woods with no worries and not, like, be scared you weren't going to be able to eat and not have to pay taxes, but, like... He knows what hot ha- cocoa and, like, fresh lasagna tastes like. You can't go back.
0: Yeah, I you mean, go he's, back. he's presumably had sex at some point over the past, you know, 30 years of curse time. Like, it would be weird to go back to grasshopper intercourse
1: <laughs> You know after what? Honestly, human I just, intercourse. I just... <laughs> just like this is so much weirder than human intercourse and human intercourse is also super weird. super weird <laughs> super weird guys you'll never understand um but like i this is one of those things where i just I, I want so much more backstory and understanding of what all of their lives were like i would have taken seven season on on hopper's curse life like what was his actual day like yeah he sees his patients but like eventually he goes to bars We've seen him at bars. We know that he likes to have a drink or two. He's probably trying to, like, saddle up to some ladies. Like, I want to know. I want to know all this stuff. I want to know what kind of books he's reading. I want to know where he goes, what he does on his days off. I want to know how he got... Pun- like, just so many questions. So many questions. So Forget
0: Red. Where's Hopper's untold story? Hopper's
1: untold story. And it's just like him being like, wow, being a cricket, kinda, kind of a drag. Kind of a drag. Um, but now we, now he's free So now he's not even a cricket in a tiny little cage He's a cricket free Free, boundless world to see And maybe he'll become a human again Maybe not Meanwhile,
0: um, Emma's purpose in this episode Is one, to look very pretty Oh, stunning It's gorgeous Perfect color on her Burgundy is her color Although I think pretty much every color is her color Let's be frank She has uh, very
1: few not a color
0: Yes, Uh, but she's also there to kind of just be giving pep talks to Aladdin, (laughs) which like this whole thing with Emma and Aladdin, I just couldn't help but roll my eyes at a lot because literally in the last episode, Emma was having a crisis and breaking down and in a weird weakened state. And now all of a sudden everything is better and now she can be the advice giver to somebody else in need. No, she hasn't done her her self-discovery time yet. She needs a couple more sessions with Cricket Hopper before she can start being the person who says, You know what? You got this. I thought I didn't have it, but I did. And now you do too.
1: I I will say, as a person who can give advice to literally everyone in the universe, but not... To myself. <laughs> I really do like, I don't know if this is what they were trying to do, but that's kind of the vibe I was getting where it was a, uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to kill everyone I know. I'm going to die in front of them. It's going to be so tragic. Hey, look over there. There's a sad boy that had a similar situation going on, but he did use the shears and now he's lost his way and he's even more sad. I'll fix him. I've got it. I'm a hero. I can do anything. And it's just like she's suddenly like, as long as she doesn't have to look inwards, because that's when Emma spirals. Mm. If Emma looks inside the weird dark hole in her brain at all once, we lose her for a whole season. She has to like get brought out of her own body and to be able to be of use in order to like be a functioning human again. Again, more things we need to discuss with Hopper at our next therapy session. <laughs>
0: so basically fixing other it, for her fixing others fixes herself, at least in her mind
1: that, I mean that she, she's got that um, <laughs> this isn't me projecting on anything at all, but I feel mm. like there's a, if I can be useful, I can be of like, I'm, oh, it's not bad. I'm doing something again. I'm with everyone looking at her and, and she's got her, her very problematic savior shakes and stuff. She's, she feels like a main character. And as long as Emma doesn't feel like the main character, she's fine <laughs> the moment everyone's looking at be like you're the savior you'll save all of us she's like no i can't don't look at me <laughs> <laughs> but she has to save aladdin because jasmine like meets with aladdin and gives him apparently terrible directions to grannies but he figures it out um although wouldn't he know
0: hasn't yeah, he been living in been this town hi- secretly yeah He'd been hiding out for a long time. Like he was there long yeah. before the land had untold told stories.
1: He was there yeah. during the dark curse. Yeah. And, and she's like, Hey, listen, I know that you, <laughs> I know all of this stuff we discussed last episode. Let me tell you all about it. Um, how you cut your ties with the shears and blah, blah, blah. You could still be of service. You can still come help. And he's like, Nope, I can't. Thanks though. See you later. Peace. And gets up and leaves. Um, to which Jasmine then immediately texts Emma. <laughs> And it's like, Emma, I can't find Aladdin. He's gone. <laughs> oh, where is he? He's in broad daylight uh, carjacking. Yeah. And then
0: Emma's like, here, see this sign? I ran into it once. And that explains everything. You're cured now. Go, go, go forth and and go talk to Jasmine and find out that Agrabah has
1: disappeared. He's disappeared. Agrabah's no longer. It is... It is gone. Oh, da. That's the Aladdin storyline. That's
0: literally everything in there. We're gonna save the evil queen Rumpel. Not Ooh. while
1: I'm drinking, Beth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, let's let's and the Belle baby pictures. We'll save that for the end. Let's okay. go ahead and get into the uh, the father, son, surrogate daddy to be, the daddy to be, or as as Queen Regina calls him, this whole situation. While I lovingly look upon my Pop Tarts that I am nervous to eat because I um I I'm starting to remember what these taste like, and it's specifically a taste that is for children and not for adults. Uh
1: huh. Uh-huh. You do really need to um. You do need to toast them, I think. I I find that if they're warmer, you can kind of get around. Because, listen, I love Pop-Tarts. I can't eat them anymore. But they do have a very... I mean, if you just needed to, like, have a picture of, like, what artificial flavor and taste is, it's just a picture of a wild berry (laughs) Pop-Tart. Like, it's purple, it's blue, and it tastes like berries, question mark? Great. They're amazing. Heating them up makes them so much better. Um... And on my gluten-free journey, I always love it when they're like, guys, we make gluten-free Pop-Tarts. They are never gluten-free Pop-Tarts. They are just pastries. I'm like, that's fantastic. This is not the garbage I ate when I was a kid. I'm looking for garbage. See, for me, I always ate them cold. I liked, I didn't
0: like heating them up. I didn't like it melting oh. a little
1: bit. See, but yeah, I think maybe I, it,
0: I would enjoy yeah. it more as an
1: adult. See, I always did that because it made me feel bougie. Like we we didn't have a lot growing up, but I was like, if I put it in the pop chart, I can feel like we're we're doing okay. We're doing all right.
0: So when Emma gets the text from Jasmine to go pep talk Aladdin, Henry is left with uh with Hook. And Hook is gonna keep an eye on him today. Henry immediately is like, No, it's okay. I'm like a 20-year-old young man. I can take care of myself. And hook in probably the most misguided moment of the episode after an attempt to learn about the video box props you're trying hook he just goes oh your breakfast looks like shit I'm just gonna throw it away without asking and then I'm gonna make you fish and grapefruit
1: I feel like this is like page like page one on Don't Do Things as the First Time stepdad mm-hmm. coming in and just manhandling breakfast, which I also have to think, based on everything that's happened during this day, that it's already like ten thirty. <laughs> because right before all of this goes down, Hook was like brooding in the garage because he hid the shears in his toolbox mm-hmm. that he definitely has. I guess. And then Emma makes some weird joke because she, she's like, Oh, I was out here gardening. And her response was like, Oh, I didn't know you had like a green hook. You know, sometimes we can talk to, to, to him and not reference his disability. That would be spectacular. Awesome. Uh, but he was like, yeah, so he's been gardening. Jasmine and Aladdin have already like spoken, I think, but then he's also already disappeared and is now about ready to go carjacking. It's gotta be 1030. He has, like, a plate of Pop-Tarts. It's not just, like, a Pop-Tart. It's a plate of them. I don't know. <laughs> and he throws them away, and he's going to make some terrible breakfast. Um, and then we'll learn in a second that he has no idea how to cook this breakfast. Yeah, because he, yeah, it goes very badly. And I
0: feel like Henry has that. Do you remember, there's, like, the meme of... Buffy and Buffy the Vampire Slayer when she has the roommate and she has like the eyes and arrow and it goes doo doot doot. That's Henry in this moment. Like Hook could have literally done anything. Like he could have burned the house down. He could have um anything. The Pop-Tarts are the first and final straw. Like this is this is a step too far for
1: Henry. <laughs> yeah, a bridge too far. The Pop-Tarts! Pop-Tarts, my Pop-Tarts! Which I think we really dunked on the first time we saw this, like our first go-through. I get it. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to make sure that it's very clear. Because Henry is also at, like, a very precarious age of being just so full of anger. (laughs) So much has happened to this poor kid. Even in, like, a normal state. Like, a kid in normal... i I didn't even know how to explain it just without a harrowing terribleness happening to him constantly is already going to be filled with like a lot of emotion and anger and needing to like use his energy (laughs) having like a new stepdad question mark move in and then throw away your food (sighs) like what a weird way to develop food insecurity how's it going with that pop-tart
0: yeah, in hindsight, Hook might have had the right idea.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. You don't throw away their comfort <laughs> foods, even if they are garbage. <clears throat> this thing, this thing is trash. I mean, it's what flavor is it? Th- it's it's cherry pomegranate. Like, so first of all, I don't know if pomegranate belongs in a Pop Tart. <laughs> Second of all, I and okay, this is this is this is a a woman pushing forty talking. Uh, I can't do cherry artificial flavor. It just mm. tastes—it tastes like medicinal to me, um, and I've and I think watermelon artificial is another mm. one that I definitely can't do. And there's a third one, and I can't remember what it is, but like it's one of those that once I start tasting how artificial it is, I, I, I can't drink wild cherry white claws. It tastes disgusting to me because of the artificial flavor. I'm the same with peach. I can't oh, do okay. artificial peach.
0: It it's That's like fair. it's it just reminds me of peach yogurt. It's just Mm. no thank you. All right. So Henry is pissed, which is the perfect opportunity for the evil queen to show up and just kind of, you know, she's stirring up a little more drums. She just likes to do that. Her hair is so overly teased. The bangs. I wanted to die and not in a good way.
1: It was was bad bangs. It was like a donut thing. I Yeah. Clock. What was going on? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, Regina was not serving as much as she usually does. Mm -mm. And her eyebrows were like drawn on in a really
0: weird way. Like whoever was doing the makeup and costuming in this episode
1: was not hitting a home run. I'm sorry. Mm. She still looked awesome, uh, but she didn't look as awesome as she has in the past.
0: Not as often, not as hot, awesome as she deserves to look in every moment of every day.
1: I would have really enjoyed a side plot about her not being able to look her fiercest in Storybrooke. Like, mm. her just slowly, like, suddenly, like, it's way more humid outside of a, <laughs> like, just the the New England weather just does not agree with her. Um, and just, like, so, like she doesn't have waterproof makeup. Like, all of her makeup in the Enchanted Forest, I don't know, was magical. And now she's, like, trying to use, like, Nick's makeup and it's not working. <laughs> and She's just like, what is all of this? Um, but it just slowly deteriorates because she can't keep the same standard. Obviously that would have been an insane side story plot, but I would have laughed a lot.
0: (laughs) Well, she's there to look after her son, Henry. Now he has three mommies. Not, not weird and complicated for him at all, especially because two of those mommies Mm -hmm. are two halves, good and evil of one personality.
1: Just totes norm. Another day in the park for Henry. (laughs) Any one of them could just start throwing away his Pop-Tart at any moment. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> but she
0: also has a little secret to reveal. And that secret is that uh, Hook has kept the shears. And she goes, oops, eh, my magic, it
1: knocked over this thing. Oh, no. Oh, no, what happened? <gasps> Are those the shears? Oh, my goodness. He kept them in the toolbox. Oh terrible terrible and henry's like you just want to use them and she's like absolutely not no i don't i just wanted to show you that they were there uh-huh. and poofs Bye i i had a realization about myself watching this episode a couple hours ago and it was the she poofs away and and regina's always kind of done this she poofs away before she gets the satisfaction of watching things land properly and i realized that that would drive me crazy I wouldn't be able to be strong enough to leave without looking. And I'm just like imagining her leaving, being like, ha that got him. But then be like, oh, I want to see if it landed. And like, so she poofs away, but she's just outside of the garage now peeking in. like, Just be like, did it, did it land? Did I do it? And then she poofs away a second time. For Regina, I feel
0: like she's the exact opposite. She, she's, in her mind, she's better off assuming that it always lands. Because... Yeah if there's one moment where she lingers and it didn't land, she finds out it did not land.
1: That is a bigger tragedy than Daniel dying. And that is, and that is how she is stronger and smarter than I am. Cause I would look every single time <laughs> I would be cool. Guys don't look at explosions. They just walk away. I'd look every time. Did it, did it, <laughs> did, it, explode? Did, it work? Oh. did it explode? Wow. I'm going to look at it for some more. Oh, cool. I, 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 I'm sorry. I just got, I got a double check. I, I got it. Hold on. One more time.
0: It's like a sunset. I can't look away. (laughs) Oh, my God. The colors. (laughs) Uh, So Henry takes the shears over to the docks so he can finish the job that Hook was supposed to do and put them into the ocean. And Hook immediately figures out where Henry's up to. I I, I th- I'm guessing it's because he looked and he saw that Henry had found the box and he's like, oh okay, he's gonna go and
1: throw. it. He in does. The ocean. He was just yeah. like, ah oh, no. He saw them. I don't know why he like thought he had the Moana call to the ocean. Just be like, I will go find the boy on the docks. But he like got stepdad annoyance vibes where he's just like i will find this child no matter where and i will bother him (laughs) i'm gonna tell him oh because he comes out with the burnt whatever he was holding Mm -hmm. like henry this thing blah 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 and he sees the toolbox askew and he's just like i think at first he thinks he's been abducted but then he realizes the shears are gone he's like "Ah, i've been made i i've only had them hidden for 12 hours this is the worst hidden treasure i've ever hidden I don't even think it was 12 hours.
0: He put them in the toolbox like 30 minutes ago. Didn't he put them
1: out there? Like, I thought he came back at night because like the end of last episode, it was like nighttime. And he's like, because I remember he, she was like, do you want pizza or Chinese? He's like, anything your heart desires. And I remember that annoyed the shit out of me. I'm like, she asked you a very direct question. (laughs) Which one do you want? I think her asking is one of those she wants. You please make a choice. Because I remember it was and then he pulls them out and stares at them longingly. So I, I Well, think I, just I feel like,
0: like he, d- he held on to them overnight because he, he takes them out of his pocket and he puts them in the toolbox. So right. I think that was just like that had just
1: happened. Yeah, so he barely had them. Yeah. Like for at all, at any time. And so he goes to the docks and he's like, Henry, you can't do this. He's like, You're not my real dad. I can do whatever I want. He's like, You're not gonna get in this boat. And go out into the middle of the ocean. That's insane. And he's like, no, you know what is insane? And they'd never get to have the worst of that conversation because, uh-oh, here comes the Nautilus. <laughs> surfacing. <laughs> and as,
0: as cheesy as the Nautilus is, I felt like it looked... The CGI looked at its best during this scene when it was cresting above the water. I felt like the waves were done pretty well for CGI. And it looked... It looked convincing enough. It's when it's underwater that um, the uh, the the holes start to show
1: in the in the boat. It's a, it's a screen door on a submarine, y'all. I I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to tell you something kind of stupid. I didn't really have a problem with a lot of the CGI like at no point mm. was I just like this is terrible. What I did have a problem with and this has I have no idea why. When they turn around, because Hook's like, oh my gosh, it's the Nautilus. We have to go. We must get skedaddle. Henry's like, why? What do you know? And then they turn, and then there's two dudes with spears. And he's like, hello, mate. First of all, both times that this gets uttered in the episode sounds so weird and forced. <laughs> Be like if I started calling people mate, it's the, uh, um, we've been talking about this pre-recording, but there's a Doctor Who episode when, um, like, original run when ten is talking to donna and he's like i'm just looking for a mate And she's like a mate i'm not gonna mate with you he's like no a mate a mate that was how that sounded it was just like (laughs) hello mate what no don't say that it's so weird but his little hat the little hats that they put on them i know what vibe they're trying to give but for whatever reason the hats looked like nothing that a grown man would wear I don't I'm, know why. I get the fact, I get what's happening. It didn't look right.
0: I'm more curious how they got there. <laughs> be- they like, swam did the out Nautilus first. surface. <laughs> they just came off the boat and they hid in some barrels and then the Nautilus went down so that it could just make the grand
1: entrance when Hook happened to be nearby. <laughs> I I'm imagining that they surfaced like la- that night and dropped those guys off. And then went back down and they're like, okay, someone make a signal when Hook gets close. Because again, if we've learned anything about Storybrooke, Enchanted Forest, and Land of Untold Stories people, they love the drama. Like, Mm -hmm. they could have just been surfaced the whole time waiting for him to ambush him. But no, it needed to be, like, surfacing a submarine is a whole situation. To do that just to prove a point is hysterical. Like, it's so messy for no reason.
0: So they take Hook and Henry captive into the Nautilus and they dive down under the sea. And this is where Killian confesses to Henry about his past mistakes that he had, you know, he had his that he killed his father. And and then Henry's like, oh, I mean, I wasn't going to do that.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not going to kill you. You're just I, I pissing is, me off. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to go be by myself. You burned my you burned my pop-tarts. It was my last brown sugar cinnamon pop-tart. I only get one box a month, and you threw it in the trash.
0: <laughs> and
1: this is, this is why I
0: really had more respect for the storyline, because, like, In a normal episode, I would be like, why the hell is Hook telling Henry this now? Oh, because it's important for the plot, which it is. But it's also because Hook knows that Liam is controlling the ship and Hook knows that Liam is coming for him. Like Hook is telling Henry because he needs to confess his sins before he gets axed, or he at least needs Henry to understand why he is
1: about to die, why Hook is about to die i wish once upon a time characters did this all the time because it's always a we have to go why do you know them uh sort of you could say that and then we don't find out for 45 more minutes and you're just like you know this would have informed a lot of choices because you'd be like oh they must be your best friend no i killed everyone they've ever met like it's always some big thing and it's just like you could have mm-hmm. told me this so long ago and hook does that hook's just like listen I, I love that he starts with, I killed my father. He's like, okay, <laughs> cool. And he's like, no, you don't understand. And let me tell you the backstory of the absolute psychopath that is piloting this submarine. Um, so I can tell you um, why we need to run. Even though there's nowhere to run to. There's no, well, there is because there's one single aquarium tank spaceship um suit, um w- outside the submarine suit situation, um and I'm gonna put it on the child. I love that it has like shoulder pads because like <laughs> the entire time Henry's in it, I cannot take him seriously. No, I get what we're Poor doing. Kid. Cannot take him seriously. Um, but yeah, so so we'll go. We'll talk about the um. Let's just like take this moment to talk about the past because yes. if Hooks to explain it, we will explain it. Yes, Hook. Back in the way, way before four times. Hook's on the old ship and he is a Mr. He's a Mr. Grumpy Gills. He's a cranky man.
0: I want to interrupt really quick because this was, there was a major actual like noticeable goof in, in the context of this. It's described as during the dark curse that, that this is where Hook is after Emma's arrived in Storybrook. It says during the dark curse. During the dark curse, Hook was with Cora in the little protected area oh, so yes. this could not have happened like this so the
1: once upon a time people disregarding the timeline who'd have thought oh my god so surprising this, was, this is their first time ever doing it make a note of it um, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even need to say that all they could have no. just said was just like a while ago i don't need to know I- ambiguous
0: i literally ambiguous. i literally don't care hook is eternal, immortal And he's, like, there's a lot of time between him killing his dad
1: and doing all the other stuff that he's done. Just throw it in there. Just
0: say a long, long time ago, I don't care.
1: Or there needs to be a lot more context for what's going on. Because right now Mm -hmm. it just seems like this is, like, the beginning part of, like, the Christmas movie where this is the person that's, like, grumpy at work (laughs) and needs to be taken aside. And instead of a Christmas tree farm, he gets taken into a submarine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's going to... A bed and breakfast. Oh, he's gonna learn the true meaning of Christmas. Uh, so, (laughs) so, and the meaning of family. So he is me, Mr. Grumpy Gills, and they see something. They, some guy like, is on the ship, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Look," and then they look, and it's like the, the, it's the Nautilus, I guess, that they're looking at. And he's like, "What's that?" And they like push him into the ocean, and then they get on the ship somehow. None of this makes any sense. Nope. Now they're on there. He's soaking wet. Nemo's nowhere to be found. Well, no, Fine. Nemo. Yeah, well, Nemo's the one who was on the ship and was like. I know, like, but like they put him on the ship and now suddenly he's being escorted and they're telling him of Nemo. Well, um, yeah, because
0: he's got to get his outfit changed. He got to get an
1: outfit. He got to get a hairdryer. Uh, so they well, show he's them they like, look. <laughs> and then they like open up the big. I'm obs- <laughs> just love the big window. <laughs> they're like, look. <laughs> they're suddenly at the bottom of the ocean because it just sits at the bottom because so yeah. we can just see all the light. And he's like, what in Davy Jones' locker? Um, and we learn that he's there and that Nemo's whole situation is that he believes... <laughs> Sorry, my son and my husband are wrestling and there's just a lot of screaming. <laughs> Good screaming. Just, it was took me off guard. Um, that he... He he. Basic thing is that he wants to it's take. It's a
0: submarine for Lost Boys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nemo Nemo is trying to like his whole thing is just like saving people from themselves from mm-hmm. their vengeance, and so he's like, so yeah, let's go. Like you don't have to be worried about your past. We're gonna go on an adventure. So we go on an adventure, and we meet. We meet. Do we meet Liam? We do, but he's not named at this point. Yeah. He's just um, a guy with a bad piece on his head. And
0: then, yeah, who's who's obsessed with Nemo and would do anything for him. He would literally die for him. And we get a little hint of his backstory and the parallels with Hook's backstory. But at yeah. this point, we haven't quite put the pieces
1: together. And so we get to a place where there's buried treasure and a kraken. We fight the kraken. Because Hook tried to treasure. bounce. Uh, yeah, I gotta go. There's a kraken. I'll stop them. Stops it. Gets the buried treasure. The buried treasure is a key. Oh, where's the key to? The key is to a place that's not called the land of untold stories. It's called the mysterious island. Or
0: it's it's the same place. It's yeah, a, it's essentially I, the yeah. land of untold stories. But mysterious island is from Twenty Thousand Leagues. Like it's a whole Jules no. Verne
1: reference. And I get that. And I, I just I do I do like it when they name things different, because obviously they're not going to all be like, it's the land of untold stories. It's where we would want to go. I like that. It has that, like everyone's trying to reach a different place, but it's all the same place with different fun names. Uh, But he's like, yeah, we're definitely going there. It's definitely not the land of untold stories. It's the mysterious Island. And obviously we're going to go there where there's going to, we're going to live forever. And the streets are paved with gold and the fishing never ceases. And no one has vengeance or hate in their heart. You're just going to live there forever while everyone, you know, dies yay the logic behind this is odd but he's just like yeah but like you don't have to do that And he's like no listen i've spent so long trying to hunt uh Stillskin. i think he just keeps calling him a crocodile he's like i'm not gonna stop now and he goes you can and he's just like yeah just like my, my first mate his name or not his name but he's just like his father was killed while he was in bed By a strange man who said he was his son. Basically explains that entire episode. And then (laughs) Hook is just like, the name, the name, man. Name of the man of your first mate. Well, of course it's Liam. It took so long to get to this. And he was just like, what? And then he's like, we have to, we have to, we have to like make sure that we get there before we tell Liam this so that he doesn't freak out. And he's like, no, no, Liam doesn't have hate in his heart. And he goes, yeah, because he wasn't faced with his father's killer. If he's faced with him, all the hate will come flooding back in. It's called homeostasis. It's where your body wants to be. He's just going to stab me and kill me. And he's trying to escape. So he's trying to put on the submarine fish tank uh, thing. And Liam is just like, well, well, well. If it isn't my murderous brother who's come to murder someone else. And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm not going to murder. And the whole thing... It's very quick, and he's like, "I will stab you!" And then Nemo dives in front of it, gets stabbed, and Hook is just like, "Boy, that sucks!" And leaves.
0: <laughs> this, this, I, I didn't care much for this whole scene. I did enjoy most of the stuff that led up to it. I really did like Ferranta here as Nemo. Um, yes, I thought he was a great. He's a great actor. He's done. A heck of a lot of stuff. Like, he is a busy guy. In fact, he has a quasi-connection to Once Upon a Time because he was the captain of Star- the ship in Star Trek
1: yeah. that, that Jennifer Morrison was on when she was giving birth to Kirk. So she's basically part of the Marvel Universe. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> because th- her husband was Chris Hemsworth. Amazing. <laughs>
0: And yeah, so like I, I thought he did a great job. I would have liked to see him in, in more of the show. I honestly kind of I would have liked to see this as a recurring character because um, I, I felt like it was a, an interesting perspective to, you know, have that kind of quasi father figure for for Hook and yeah. also, you know, more for his brother. Um, but I get it. Like, this is a one-off thing.
1: Yeah. But I, like I feel them. like, I feel like having Captain Nemo as a reoccurring character, almost like, especially if he stops being part of the ship, if he's, if he becomes like a walking around character of Storybrooke, it's going to confuse the Disney kids that showed up with Frozen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is yeah. his dead Marlin gonna show up soon? Where's Dory? Where's the- <laughs> <laughs> he? Doesn't a fish. Um, just keep anyway. swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keeps swimming. Oh my god, I would have loved. I would have loved just a shot of Nemo just doing that like wash from Firefly, piloting the Nautilus just by himself with all the beautiful cgi ocean coming through like the window and stuff and he's just sitting there singing to himself just keep swimming just keep swimming swimming <laughs> it's so cute so we tell all of the story to henry henry's like wow you just piss off every single person you meet <laughs> amazing and he's so the, he puts henry in the outfit and is like you're gonna go escape and Henry goes, yeah, cool. You put on your thing, too. And he goes, oh, no, there was always one. And then they have this, like, weird line. He's like, you knew there was only one, didn't you? I, lad. And it's like, what is happening? It's like, of, well, of course, yeah, of course he he knew. Like,
0: he, he's not looking around going, oh, shit, where's mine? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, damn. Well, you go. I'll, I'm sure I'll find I'll mine. Fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Like, It's fine. I'll catch the next one. And he's like, oh okay like you have to leave go so henry goes liam shows up liam's mad liam's like ah, got you hook i'm going to fight you forever and we're gonna i'm gonna murder you and i'm gonna finally feel my vengeance because you know what happened this goes on for so long because we know how we know how this goes before this we've already known that a mysterious person was found in the woods but he's just like he was stabbed and i took him to the land of untold stories and then and then and then Hyde took him but then he got brought here which means he's dead no he's fine no he's dead no, no. Liam he's fine he's dead <laughs> I will kill you and then Henry shows back up to like I don't remember what the trope is called the Latin sounding trope and he goes and he just hits him in the head and he's like ah I got you. And oh the deus ex machina or? thank you I don't know if that's correct that's what I was thinking but he just kind of comes back which is a very like game of thrones move where it's just like look at this real high stakes thing oh a, th- a third person is gonna show up Gets him there. Hook is, or I'm sorry, Liam is already like also very injured because they had fought a little bit. So now we take Liam to the infomer, infirmary. And I, I want to like,
0: kind of backtrack for just a quick second just to acknowledge how oh no, how fine. hammy Liam's whole performance in this scene is. It all I almost ended up loving it, but not quite it, because it, it, it was so, it was it was soap opera bad. It was like... I found you
1: now, brother. I've got my my knife. I'm going to stab you. It was like the the needle got so close to camp. Yeah, but like the problem is is that you can over or undershoot camp so hard. Mm-hmm. And it was I feel like it was under. You didn't go too just hard. Just you enough, just yeah. just so so close. But you're right. It did have soap opera. I'm I'm cheating to the single cam situation mm-hmm. and he and it was projecting for the people in the back situation it just I don't think it worked at no. all no. It, at all I just, whatever and so yeah it didn't and I don't know so fast forward we get him to the hospital and he's like Nemo's dead and he goes no we found a guy in the wood no he's dead and then we bring him in there he's like oh my god Nemo's not dead And then they like hold hands. Listen, this was not, I did not get father son vibes at all at any point in this. I know that that's what they were trying to give. I didn't get it. It was giving something completely different, which is that if that's what it needs to be, that's fine. Call it that. (laughs) Don't tell me it's father and son because it's weird if that's what it is. That, that was very are. much a tell don't show
0: situation like it's supposed to be a father son re- dynamic because that's the dynamic that we've been exploring in this episode. So it's like it's it's kind of it's it's assuming that that's the direction that we're our logic is taking it. So it's just like, oh, we're just, we don't have to explain it to you. You'll just figure it out. I. I don't like that. I feel like there needed to be a little bit more about the familial intimacy. I know that's a weird statement to say, but like give us show us like that dynamic beyond just Liam saying I would do anything for that man. And here's the reason why, because I'm I was on a path of vengeance. Like you could just say that about anybody. You could say that about Hook if if it was on a good
1: day. I think they tried to set it up. I just don't think they set it up well enough. Because he's just mm-hmm. like, no, no, Liam's been with me. And Liam's Liam's different now. And, and Hook is just like, no, he's not. He's not different at all. Men are not different. Men are men are bad and terrible and awful. Um, and lo and behold, he wasn't different. He was. Because like, we never no. even see it. It's just like the whole time, Liam's just like with them to go get the treasure. And he's just like, I I love this guy. I, I'd take a bullet for this guy. He's got rules. And he's just like, okay okay because the whole time hook is just like what cult did i just walk into i don't (laughs) like the vibes in here at all um because to be fair and and again i'm i'm speaking a little out of turn because i've not lived on a submarine ever i feel like submarine crews are some of the closer crews Mm. because they are in a confined space for so long they have to have an unbelievable amount of patience with each other and they need to be like those people are your family like they have to be like i'm sure Mm. that there's a rough spot where you like all just like the fact that submarines don't come up with just a bunch of dead bodies from them all just like beating each other senseless but like i feel like you have to build this extraordinary bond with your crew on such a small tight quarter especially the nautilus the nautilus does not look particularly large nope it is not roomy
0: it is it is one room that looks very much like the set of a high school play
1: yeah yeah so no thank you um but i just feel like you could almost say that about any crew members where it's like yes i've I've been i've been getting my my nautilus lost boys to take them to a land where vengeance doesn't exist and they can just be free so boys can be boys and instead, it's just it's just like the rest of them like don't even care because you how many people came running when their captain was murdered. Not- well, yeah,
0: and it's kind of like it also feels like the, you would think that the other people, the other guys on the on the on the boat, once realizing that Liam is the favorite. <laughs> are just like basically like well fuck my drag right like you know it's where you know what am i chopped liver like i thought i thought you were my surrogate father figure but i guess not i guess you saved it all for that one guy and now you're holding hands in the
1: hospital i love the idea of there's like there's three of them and they're all just like fighting for nemo's attention and it just <laughs> turns into a sibling situation very quickly oh well he's the newest crew member and he's the favorite. Um, he basically gets to do whatever he wants. I, I'm the oldest crew member. I have to do all of the chores. I have to watch the other two crew members. Like, it's very complicated. I like, I'm basically a captain to them. Um, which is a weird relationship because they don't respect me and they call me names a lot. (laughs) It sounds like you're not speaking from personal experience at all. No, not me. Not me at all. (laughs) How dare you? Meanwhile, the middle crew member is just like, guys, get along. And they're like, "What? Which the middle crew member is just like, <coughs> just I have talents that are different. I that are different than these two. I look look at me. Please. Oh, I'll go sweep. <laughs> I'll go I'll the go middle eat. the middle the middle child in me just sank to the floor. The middlest <laughs> the middlest the shirt. the uh Marcia Marcia Marcia. I was never like the I always thought being the oldest like as the oldest as a teenager, I'd get to be a Marcia. I was somehow the oldest child and also a Jan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, text. We're, we're, we're both Jan. Like I am Jan <laughs> what as a well. Curse. Hard, hardcore. Chris, my sister, Christine, <laughs> was very much the Marsha Marsha. <laughs> anyway, so let's go ahead and uh, we're at the hospital taking care of this family reunion. And Belle's there. She's there to get her for her ultrasound. Hurry. Good for her. And she does that. And then, for some reason, um, she has two pictures because the hospital requires her to get two.
1: That's not a thing, is it? Okay, but not even just required to have two, but that's fine. Like, here's a picture and here's a backup picture. You can put this one in your scrapbook and this one in a frame. like, Or just literally throw the second one in the trash. They printed two. Okay, you didn't have to take them both. Like, <laughs> could you imagine what messy <laughs> ultrasound tech was just like? Oh, it's Bell because they all know each other, right? Like they all know mm-hmm. each other, so it's just like Bell's coming in. So, do you want me to print you two? <laughs> like she's just being awful. Oh
0: my god, she's she's, a, she's a messy. Oh. The ultrasound a, technician
1: is a messy, messy, messy bitch. And she's like in the, she's in the break room later. And she goes, I gave her two ultrasounds.
0: I told her she had to have two. Oh I my I even God. cut
1: them. I cut them so that there's two. So she like, cause it, you know, it comes out as one. Right. But like I cut <coughs> it. I was like here. And I was like, you should give it to like someone special. What's she doing? Oh, she's trauma dumping with the elementary professor <laughs> or principal who's arranging flowers question mark um because yeah bell goes out there she's like i got two i don't know what i'm gonna do should i leave rumple should i go back to him and like the whole time snow is kind of paying attention to her while also doing her little flower arrangement stuff and she's like i mean you've got like so many more trimesters to figure all of this out it's fine
0: I feel like Snow is at the point where she's heard this from Belle so many times she stopped caring because she also knows that Belle, no matter
1: what, is not going to listen to what she has to say. I, I love oh my god. My boyfriend. Okay, come in. Yeah? What did he do this time? Oh, the same thing he's always done? Great. Do you want some cheese? I'll get some cheese. Like, it's just <laughs> that I'm trying really hard, honey, but like this is a lot. Because yeah, th- what Belle tells her is nothing new and... <laughs> She's just, she's like, what do I do? What do we do? And and I was like, well, or Snow's just like, well, it's, it's, it's up to you. You got to feel it in your heart. And you, you can, you can figure that out at the same time. And it's like, you need to not go to her for like, not toxic relationship advice. Like she is probably lying to Charming about something as we speak. (laughs) He probably thinks she's at the pool for some reason. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there is
0: no one left in Storybrooke who can... Actually, give comprehensive relationship advice, and yes, that includes
1: Hopper. Oh, that incl- yeah, no, no, literally every single person. Um, and so, yeah, she's so like, she oh, she
0: okay she goes to take the um the ultrasound picture over to Ho- uh, to to Rumple. And what Abby? What's what's Rumple
1: up to? Rumble is doing absolutely nothing and talking to no one. And End of episode. His own business
0: five. End of episode.
1: Thank you. You know what would have been super weird is if he was minding his own business and then regina was came in i'm sorry the evil queen came in and had suffered some sort of head trauma in which she was acting like an absolute maniac because she comes in the whole point of this scene is that she wants rumple's help to get snow white's heart because Mm -hmm. regina has decided that she is going for her gold medal she wants the thing she's always wanted and Regina not having it is what is causing the rift between them. And if she gets the thing she wants, she will be happy. It is the final thing. Her whole life will fall into place if she has this one thing. Amazing. Let's go. What we get instead, instead of her saying, let's do this and having some sort of like really classic evil queen, rumple posturing scenario. Abby, Abby, can I step in real quick? Instead please, of being, God, please step in. Instead of being mates...
0: Oh, They're no. mating. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm so upset. I'm so upset. I was like, what is she going to say? It can't be that bad. It's the worst thing she could have ever said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's called a callback and it's also terrible.
1: It's terrible. I hate it. Oh, Brain bleach. Brain bleach. She like keeps like flirting with him. Then fully kisses him, and then is like baby talking with him at one point. And then after they kiss, she has this like big doe eye moment of being like, "Will you help me?" I'm like, my whole body physically rejected it. <laughs> I was just no, take my headphones out. I can't do this. This is awful. And they awful. were like, they were standing so close to each other, their faces were so, were so close. <laughs> they couldn't even get in like a tight single shot. Like they had to keep going from one camera to the other and it was just so uncomfortable i don't listen i i will i will talk about different pairings that i just i simply don't like this did not need to happen this was the rachel and joey mm-hmm. <laughs> of relationships on once upon a time didn't need to happen it is confusing that happened and if i had to guess the actors didn't care for it either if i had to guess
0: and like on top of it you also have the nail in the coffin that is Rumpel's whole thing in this episode is he wants the shears for himself so he can cut Belle and his child off from their destiny so that he can have them back. (sighs) Rumpel, there are lessons to be learned from this experience we call life. This is not one of those lessons. This is the lesson you're not supposed to learn. This is the lesson you are supposed
1: to overcome. I... Again, just toxic dad figures in this episode. Of <laughs> it seems to be that they're just like, yeah, I want my family to be all of all mine and to never do anything. So I will cut them from their destiny. I will remove the, the projector, their trajectory of their lives. Like that's some really toxic <laughs> BS. That'd be like, never move out of my house. I want you to grow old and do nothing with your life. I want you to stay here forever. Thank you.
0: Oh my god, I'm I'm watching this YouTube video about um like the toxic boy mom trend on TikTok.
1: Oh and the boy mom stuff upsets me so much.
0: I didn't realize how much it is. And it's I, gross.
1: Like I I understand a nuanced version of that where you're like, if you have a house full of boys, like you just have a different radar for the chaos. Mm-hmm. And there's different tastes. Like, little, like again, kids are basically the same. But at a certain point, boys become cannonballs. And they're dirty. And they're gross. And you're just trying to teach them things. And obviously, girls go through that as well. But they go through it in a different wave. So having an all-girl house versus an all-boy house are going to be different environments, for the most part, by and large. The way that some women take raising a boy and, like, being... Again, talking about problematic, questionable relationships with a child. Because it's just, it's like a weird projection thing. It's its every, like, toxic mom you've ever seen. Every mother-in-law trope. That's where that comes from. It's just like, this is my little boy. And he can do nothing wrong. I love him. There's a comedian. There's a TikTok where she's like, the difference between uh, b- relationships with moms. Like, little boys. Oh, you can never do anything wrong. I brought you some things. Here's some food. I brought you everything. Here you go, honey. And then, boys with your mom. Or um sorry, moms with their daughters. Oh, you're gonna wear that? With that body? Oh. Like <laughs> obviously very generalization. Anyway, sorry, boy mom stuff makes me black out and <laughs> rage. <laughs> well, on that note, everybody,
0: that was season six, episode six. Toxic Boy Moms and Dark
1: Waters. <laughs> Toxic Boy Moms and Dark Waters. Not a single boy mom in the episode. <laughs> oh uh, how confusing would the episode title just be to be toxic boy moms
0: toxic boy moms yeah we'll just i'll just name
1: the title that either that or uh mr grumpy gills just because i think that's mr. really funny Grumpy gills um <laughs> yeah fun episode you're right this episode is a different kind of palate cleanser when you watch it like how when did we first watch this before the strike how long was the strike my god the strike was so long it was a couple months it was like two books ago
0: yeah yeah, it was it was it was long enough ago, but yeah, I mean, I just, I just feel like I really had a, a better relationship with this episode than I did the last time, but not yes. that it was bad before, um. but I do enjoy it more and I'm curious about the whole heart thing and I am curious because this is as far as I watched before the strike happened, right, so now I'm going to be going in with quote unquote fresh eyes of you
1: know not having watched it for a very long time. So it's we'll we'll see where it goes. Oh yeah, because definitely the pop chart thing was a very big like talking about um, talking about Doctor Who moment. <laughs> the, uh, not canon event, canon events. The the Spider Man stuff. What is it? Um, a Tent fixed pole? point in time. A fixed point in time. Oh. That the like I feel like the entire season rotates around. The Pop-Tarts thing. So like, I oh, don't yeah. remember what's close or far from it. I just remember that the Pop-Tart exists. And that's There's happens.
0: pre-Pop-Tart and post-Pop-Tart. That it is. It is so we, the the we defining them. moment in Once Upon a Time and Once Upon a Timing.
1: Yay! Oh and, god, I remember. I feel like we just cackled for twenty mm-hmm. minutes about the Pop-Tart thing the first go around. Oh, like 100%. Way, way back se- se- seven years ago. Oh. Hey, <laughs> Ah, he's so incensed. i mean i get it but at the same time it's such a funny plot point like once upon a time needs so many more of those like i want backstories of my side characters and i want weird trigger moments so like the the boy getting triggered because uh, the pirate who's moving into his home has thrown away his pop chart amazing
0: that's that's what we call quality television right there it's quality television quality writing amazing and we want to thank all of you for joining us for this quality television episode of Once Upon a Time and Once Upon a Timing. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get those podcasts. You can join the Facebook group for great discussions at facebook.com slash group slash OUA Timing. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash OUATiming. We want to thank our patrons for all of your love and support, especially our Swan Queen patrons. This week's Patreon shout out goes to Erica Farrow. Thank you so much, Erica. And I want to remind you guys that we uh, will be continuing Red's Untold Story on Patreon, but it will be free for everybody, regardless of whether or not you're a member. It might have to take a little bit of a hiatus because um, <laughs> it's December. The rest of the year is going to be a little chaotic, <laughs> so we will keep you posted on it. But don't worry, we will get back into Reds Untold Tale.
1: It will be told. We it promise. It will be told. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we are coming into the 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 end of the year chaos. Uh, personally, I am finishing I am finishing up my degree finally. For any of those playing the home game, so right now I have no brain space for red, any words involving Reds Untold Story. Um, because I have to read about wastewater and microbiology and it's all my brain is at the moment so don't worry we will get back to it when my brain has freed up and I no longer need to know any of that stuff <laughs> well
0: everyone thank you so much for joining us and Abby we'll see you next week see
1: you next week